0: Hi there, I'm Simone Grace soul I'm a life coach and I live in South Korea. I've built a profitable life coaching business and a wonderful community of friends around me. Not using ads, not using any fancy funnel thingamajig, but by being myself on social media. And today I'm teaching others how to do the same. When you're fearless on social media, you can serve more and earn more. This podcast is for you if you have a business or if you think you might want to have a business one day um, and you want to use social media because you see some potential there, but mm, something about it feels uncomfortable. You know, when it comes to social media, it's not so much that the technological stuff is hard. It's all this emotional you know, internal stuff that gets in the way, you know, feeling awkward, not wanting to do it wrong, not seeing the point, not wanting to be lost in this world of noise and not wanting to contribute to the noise. So how do you stand out? How do you express your own uniqueness in a non-formulaic way while really reaching out to the people whom you can serve, I think these are really, really juicy questions and I'm going to really delve into them in this podcast. So welcome. Today, I want to share with you four things that I see my friends and colleagues and clients tell themselves all the time about social media marketing that is killing their efficacy and it's taking away from their ability to grow and have fun. Now, I'm going to tell you what those four things are and you can try to see if any of those apply to you. (laughs) I know that they still apply to me sometimes and I have to be aware, so you best be aware too. The first is when you tell yourself, I don't know how to do that. Other ways of saying this, I can't do that, or there's no way I can do that. Listen, the reason that you don't know how to do something is because you haven't done it yet. Nobody's no nobody's born knowing how to do everything, right? You figure it out because you decide that you might try it. Um I remember it was actually pretty recently that I learned how to use Instagram stories. <laughs> I was it was, you know, like years after everybody else was already using Instagram stories and I asked a friend of mine point blank What is the deal with this story thing? I don't get it. What's, I don't, why do people use it? How do you make it? What's the point? What do you do? I have no idea. And she patiently explained it to me from the beginning to end, like how to create a story, how to see other people's stories. Guys, none of this was obvious to me. Every part of it that she explained, I was like, huh? What? Oh, that's weird. Oh, look, I just put a sticker on it. Oh, it's moving. (laughs) that's how I figured out how to make an Instagram story. And before that, the entire time I was telling telling myself, I can't do that. I don't even know. I, I don't even know what that is. What is that? I don't know. I can't, right? And I just decided to figure it out one day. So I asked my friend, the reason that you can't do something is because you haven't figured out how to do it yet. You can figure this out. No part of social media is rocket science. The second thing that people say is I hate that. Right? So, people I hear pe- I hear people saying this about posting often on social media in order to promote their businesses. They say, "Ah, oh, you know, I see people posting a lot and I just hate that. I don't want to do that. I would hate to do that." Or they might think about I don't know, oh, doing a Facebook live. I hate that. I would hate to do that. There's no way I could do that, right? But the hatred, <laughs> the disinclination that you're feeling is nothing more than, uh, I'm not saying that it's not real. Of course, it feels real, but it's nothing more than just a default reflexive reaction from everything that you have been thinking so far about, like what you are capable of doing and what you are capable of enjoying. And this is one of the things that I'm always telling my clients, but if you keep making decisions on the basis of what you have already known and experienced in the past, all you're going to create is more of the same in the future. So unless you want to keep creating a future that looks exactly like your past, every time you reflexively say, oh, I hate that. I would hate to do that. I don't want to do that. Maybe leave a tiny window of... possibility open for there's a maybe I could be wrong about that right like what we like and what we don't like could change based on what we know how to do and whether we see the merit of something and you know how something like some skills the better you get at it the more fun it becomes so you might really enjoy doing something that you thought you hated the least you can do is give it a chance So unless you've given it a fair shot and fair shot, I don't mean once or twice, you know, you decide that there's a good reason you want to try it and then you give it enough time to sort of get over the learning curve. If you still decide it's not for you, you can totally quit. But don't just conclude, oh, I just hate that before you even give yourself yourself a chance to learn what the heck it is. Now, um... Here's the third thing, which is kind of similar. The third thing people say that kills their social media efficacy is that's just not for me. And this one's a sneaky one because people really think that people are really attached to their own ideas about who they are, what kind of people they are, what they like, what they don't like, what values they, they hold, what they stand against, right? And so the way it's similar to the previous point is just because you reflexively think something is not for you, doesn't mean you're necessarily right. Maybe your how you judge whether something is for you or not is based on what you have known and experienced in the past, and you can expand your range of what you know and have experienced by trying new things. So for example, something that I thought was not for me was Instagram hashtags. So it's so funny, right? Is how we like sort of cut ourselves off from trying things just because we think, oh, that's not for me. So when I would see people with like rows and rows and rows of Instagram hashtags, Because I didn't really understand how they worked. I mean, I did understand how they worked, that you're supposed to be able to felt like, I I understand the basics, but I didn't really get why that was so important to do. And whatever, you know, business purpose it serves, I felt like I didn't need it. Like I was doing fine without it. And so I just, and I also had this judgment of like, oh, those hashtags look so stupid. Like, hashtag live your best life, you know? (laughs) It's like, like, Hashtags, come on, let's all, let's, can we all just admit that they all, they look silly, right? That's, that they don't reflect how we talk. They're just kind of weird and silly, even if they are really useful. And so for the longest time, I had this sort of like snobbish, aesthetic disdain for hashtags. Like, oh, that is not for me, I thought. Until one day, (laughs) I was thinking about How do I find new people? (laughs) How do I find new friends? How do I get some new eyes on my stuff? Because I feel like all of my same friends are saying all of my stuff all the time. And then a friend of mine was like, why don't you think about putting some hashtags on your profile, on, on your Instagram stuff? And I was like, oh crap, maybe there's something there. And so I got over myself. I got over thinking that is not for me. That doesn't agree with my precious aesthetic sensibilities. And I started paying more attention to them. And eventually, I was using hashtags to look for products and services that I was looking for. And I understood hashtags more. And the more I understood them, the more I it became like, you know, something that makes sense for somebody like me to do. So that thought that this is not for me, prevented me from learning that lesson so much earlier, I could have gotten started on learning all this way sooner. So that's what like makes me like every time, even now, every time I think, oh, that's not for me. I think, what if I'm wrong? What learning am I closing myself off from by being so sure in advance about what I like, what I don't, what's for me and what's not for me? And the fourth thing that people say, which makes their social media presence ineffective and not fun, is when they say, I don't see the point. I don't see the point of doing that. I don't see the point of running a group. I don't see the point of doing a free challenge. I don't see the point of taking selfies when I could just post nice pictures from Unsplash (laughs) or pictures of pretty flowers and scenery. I don't want to show my show my face. I don't see the point. I don't see the point is something is a thought that also pretends to be very logical. Like you're weighing all the pros and cons. You're you've done an analysis in your brain and you have decided that there's no point. But you guys often there's no point is just cover for I'm not I'm scared of making taking a risk. I don't want to do it wrong. I didn't see the point of making offers on social media for my services every single day until I was challenged to do that by a mentor of mine and I initially I thought there's no point. Like that's stupid. Why would I make an offer every day? People would be so sick of me. Everybody would hate me. I would feel so weird. And I started doing it and I f- started figuring out different ways I could do it and still feel really good and feel like I'm serving my people. And guess what? I got a lot more business because when I made offers every day, people actually found out what, I, what the hell I was selling and were like, yes, why yes, I do need help with that. Thank you. All the times I thought it wasn't necessary, there's no point to making an offer every day, I was completely closing myself off from the learning that was to be had when I started only because I was challenged to. I think everything, every decision that you make on social media, you should make by trial and error. Okay, not every decision. <laughs> if somebody asks you to send a nude picture, maybe you don't have to make that decision by trial and error. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It is so much easier for our brains to be to err on the side of um being conservative and not trying new things, not learning new things, not considering new possibilities. Our brains are always trying to convince us that the status quo is very good enough and that change is dangerous, growth is dangerous, exposing ourselves to new experiences is dangerous, while at the same time, we are sick of the stagnation that we experience when we are not intentionally, purposefully taking risks in ways that move us forward. So in summary, catch yourself. For when you say reflexively, I can't do that. I hate that. That's not me. Or I don't see the point. When you insert just a tiny bit of skepticism, you might be really surprised what you learn and how that catapults you forward to create the business that you want. If you want to find me on social media, I'll be over at Instagram, being fearless at the handle Simone S I M O N E dot Grace dot S E O L Soul. And you can also search my name on Facebook and find me as well, Simone Grace Soul. That's my name. And you could ask to be, you can ask me, send me a message to be added to my Facebook group where. A bunch of us talk about all of these ideas and and frankly have a lot of fun so friend me and join us i'll see you next time